you guys, wait, you guys talked about me on that podcast. Yeah, we did. We did. Because we had a that, that was that funny story. It was like TT's watching over us. TT's watching us as we sleep. My campers, there's another counselor named Tyler that they just loved for some reason. And they called him TT. And some of them were like, what if TT's watching us through the windows? And they're like, and then they, they made it into a song. TT's watching us as asleep. TT's watching over us. Like just something weird. I've seen that about, oh. <laughs> hey guys, it's Colby Huth. Let me hear you scream. <laughs> Summer camp director at Camp Choye. Camp Choye. Camp Choye. To try out the Aroma of Christ podcast. 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 Brand new banger. Banger. The Aroma of Christ. It's called Aroma of Christ. Okay, what is go. up, everybody? You are listening to Aroma of Christ podcast. I am with my co-host this week, Marcus Murphy and Gabe Manzella. And this week we have a guest. <laughs> It's Tyler Watts. Let's go. Tyler. The drum roll is quite fitting for me. Thank you. Oh, right. You're a drummer. I am. I I remember that because I remember during Camp Choye, you came out with the sickest heavy metal intro ever. Would you like to tell our listeners about that? For our roll call? Yeah, for the roll call. So what we did is um, uh, I put on my Make America Metal Again tank top, my cowboy <laughs> hat, sunglasses, and a spirit leader cape. We shut the lights off. Then we started it, and the beginning of the song is just like a humming noise. And then all of a sudden, it comes in, and then I walk forwards to the front. grabs I grab the microphone, and then I start singing. And... Uh, my campers were jamming with me. They were pretending to be my band. I had two kids as my security guards walk up with me. Um, mm, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. We had pyrotechnics. Um, and by that, I mean um, a spray bottle of sunscreen and a lighter that Peter brought in. Dude, I, <laughs> dude, I remember that because, dude, that was so cool. You went up on stage, you were singing and going crazy, and everyone was excited. And then all of a sudden, you just like, made like this homemade flamethrower and like this huge flame shot out and the whole crowd was going like what this is awesome but then i looked at like the higher ups like the, like our supers and they looked a little bit nervous they were like oh oh we got this giant ball of fire on stage i mean i'm an eagle scout you don't need to worry about that <laughs> um which is the highest rank in boy scouts if if you're not aware of that i got that back in 2017 is there yeah, anything cool. higher than a, like like what what if like you reach Eagle Scout and you want to go higher? Is it like black belt where there's like first degree, <laughs> second degree, there's second degree Eagle Scout? Kind of. Um, Eagle Scout is the highest rank, but there are things called Eagle Palms. There's the bronze palm, the silver palm, and the gold palm, and that's if you like earn extra merit badges after your eagle. That is pretty pretty dope, ma'am, Tyler. So. One thing that we love to do on this show is ask other Christians what their story is of coming to know God. And I really want to get yours. How did you come to know God? How, how old were you? I want to know the whole story, all the details. Perfect. Three minute testimony. I, I learned <laughs> Three that. Three minute testimony. Camp. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. So 
how it happened was is in middle school you can admit this if you want to middle school is not the brightest days for everybody no 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 it's not i think most people can say that middle school was a horrific time anyways i I was picked on a lot in height in uh, middle school um so that really kind of set me on a dark path i was suicidal and i was really angry and for like a 11 12 year old that's not really normal to be thinking that way and then on eighth grade year i went on this retreat with my church i really didn't want to go i was i was one of those kids where the parents made me go to everything yeah, yeah. Um, same so the, so the parent my parents made me go um and then i was explaining how i had some problems uh with self-harm with one of the leaders and then Another girl overheard it, who was my age, and it's kind of funny because I had a little bit of a crush on her, uh, but I had never really talked to her before. All of a sudden, she came up to me and she was like, "Can I pray for you? I I, I know what it's like to go through uh, what you're going through." And uh, it was that day, that night actually, that I was saved officially. Wait, was it through that prayer, or did that prayer just get you interested? And being saved. Uh, I'd say the prayer got me uh, interested. Wow. That's awesome, actually. So that so if yeah. it wasn't for, would you say if it wasn't for that one girl showing you that act of kindness, then would you think you'd, you'd have a relationship with God now? I don't, I mean, I don't think so because I mean, I hate to say this. I know it's that youth group and stuff, but churches can be really clicky sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Some yeah, churches yeah. can. And it shouldn't be that way. I hate that so much. But people ignore me at that youth group too, just like they uh, picked on me at uh, school. And that that really kind of turned me off. But when that girl came up to me, that was like, okay, I have people I can trust here. I have people that do care about me here. Fast forward to high school, it's like, I don't know how this world works, but it was like a 180 flip. I was like super popular in high school. Uh, how did that? Um, then, how did that happen? Going was it like I no literally point. like night and day, just going from bullied to Mister Popular? Yeah, well, I mean, I played football and stuff, and I was known as like the class clown. Um, <laughs> I didn't really take schooling serious, mm. um, yeah. which is why I graduated two years late from high school. It's a good recipe I mean, for a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that kind of that kind of distracted me from my walk because I was getting so much attention that I didn't get before, and. Because I didn't take school seriously, uh, a big reality check came when I had to go to a different alternative high school. And I'll be honest with you, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me because I had to humble myself and start start fresh again and uh, use what the Lord has given me in, in my joy and my uh, love for people to connect with other people at that school, you know, instead of my popularity. Because that they got no sports teams there. They don't. They don't tolerate stupidity in their classroom. <laughs> Wait, no so, sports team. I thought you just said you played football. Not, no, not at the alternative high school that I went to. After, oh, oh you went to two different ones. Yes. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, I was like, so, I was like, you're a football star at a school that doesn't have any sports. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to no, hear yes, more. I, I failed my first high school, which where I played football at, so I had to go to an alternative high school afterwards which was kind of like God's way of showing me that you need to straighten things out. You know, that's cool that you, uh, you kind of see that as, you know, God's loving discipline 
instead of some people would see that situation and be like, oh, I'm so angry at God for allowing me to fail, blah, 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 blah. But that's a good attitude to have. No, God didn't allow me to fail anything. I failed myself because I just didn't take school seriously, you know. So, yeah. kids, if you're listening, do your work. Stay in school. <laughs> Stay in your grade. Certified dad. <laughs> Classic dad. Stuff. And eat your vegetables. That I disagree no. with. But you know what? I found Camp Choye, and camp ministry is what I'm called to do. And Lord knows you were you were a fantastic camp counselor, dude. I mean, those kids loved you, dude. Yeah, I guess. All right, and now I know that you have uh yeah you had you prepared a little uh a little Bible study for us today. I did prepare. Really, the one the one thing I wanted to talk about with you guys, um, it's really just been on my heart lately, is uh, praising God through through the storm, praising mm-hmm. God in the fire, because. In this country, we're so used to being privileged and, and worshiping whenever we want to. We we take it for granted, you know. You go across the world in China and some countries in Africa, the Middle East, they're getting persecuted. They're getting killed for what they believe, and they still worship. So I'm not going to say if. I'm going to say when that persecution comes over here, are we still going to praise him? Yeah, and that is so true, dude. You know what's going on in North Korea, dude? Oh my gosh, I did a research assignment on it and being a Christian in North Korea, they will put you in like an internment camp kind of thing and they will like put you through all this torture. Um, and okay. then I think I think they'll like kill your whole family if they find out that you're reading the Bible. They like hide pages, like, like they, they like have pages torn out of Bibles and they like hide them in really safe places. Yeah, I know in China, it's a three year imprisonment. Jeez. Which is really not that bad, to be honest with you. I was I was expecting a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, North Korea, it's it's that bad. You're, you're never getting out. Well, in um, North Korea, you have to worship the dictator, right? That's yeah, that. yeah. They they kind of put the uh, Kim Jong Un on a pedestal of like he's he's like the divine power. And right. I'll, I'll tell you that one of the craziest videos I've ever seen was I think this uh I think the guy was a Christian too, or they, they pulled in a doctor to cure, do a simple procedure to cure a lot of the North Koreans blindness. And every single North Korean that got their blindness cured, like they were so brainwashed by what the country teaches. They immediately went to this picture of Kim Jong-un and just started worshiping the picture. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my um, gosh. Very, very scary. Very unfortunate. It's very yeah. And that is true. Like we, and I, I've thought about that. We are such a privileged country to like, we get to we get to just worship freely. We get to just go to church. We get to just have these little get-togethers with other Christians and not worry about getting persecuted. And even in these other countries, this just shows that you know there is something to God. That in other countries, even though they're getting persecuted, there's so many stories of people preaching the gospel in the prisons. Mm-hmm. Like, like nothing affects these Christians. It's like, what is it that's driving them? What is it that is pushing them so hard to keep on spreading the gospel, even though all these horrific consequences are happening to them? It also leads me to the question, what are we praising him for? Are we praising him for who he is or are we praising him for what he does to us? Mm, That's Mm -hmm. good. That's good. Because if God stopped working in your life from now on, would you still praise him? Yeah, I th- I think that's that's good. I think some people kind of treat God like a genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
they treat God like, oh my gosh, like I am going to be all for you as long as you answer my prayers. Yes. And that's exactly why I wanted to talk about this because a lot of people do think that of God. And I think that's wrong because no matter what God does for us, no matter what happens in our life, he's worthy to be praised because he's God, not because of what he does for us, even though that is good. He's worthy to be praised because he's God and he deserves it. Amen. Exactly right. I think of a lot of, a lot of the new churches, I've seen emotions being a big part. And whenever you worship God because of emotions, that's never a good thing because emotions change. What you're experiencing one minute won't be the same the next minute. And so like realizing that, you know, worshiping God in your hard times, worshiping God in your good times, worship him in every, every chance you get. Because that that's that's important. Yeah. yeah, and you also have to realize that the bad stuff that we go through, it helps us get stronger in the end. We don't go through bad times just to go through bad times. Yeah, as God followers, has a plan for us. there's reasons for it. Yeah, dude, like James, uh, you know what? We should count our trials as blessings. Yeah, we, we shall. Dude, call. I love. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's in uh, James one. Um, count count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that testing your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Um, of course, there's many other verses in James, but when you meet trials of various kinds, count it as joy. And I think I think that's really cool. I think that's really and. Cool. I think you're right. And there's also, I mean, one of my favorite verses, it says something along the lines of, I delight in my sufferings because suffering produces perseverance and perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And that is such a comforting verse to me because look, every single one of us is going to go through hard times. That's one of those things about life that you can't get away from. You're going to go through tough times. But the great thing about having a relationship with God is that whenever you go through those tough times, you're not going through them alone like you would be if you did not have that relationship. It's so great to just be able to just cry out to the Lord whenever you're going through tough times and then to see those verses like that there is a reason for it. And God simply says it. He says, I delight my sufferings because suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. He's trying to build us. And if we don't take those opportunities where he, where things are not going great to praise him and to stick with him and to lean on him, then we will not grow. We can choose to just mope around, but we're not going to grow from that. And then the whole trial will not have served any purpose to begin with. You either grow in God or you grow in sin. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's there's also this one verse I love. I just found it. It's talking about whenever you go through tough times, choosing joy, because joy is a choice. And how in Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk, it says, even though the fig tree has no fruit and no grapes grow on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no corn, even though the sheep all die and the cattle stalls are empty. I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my savior. So it's just one of those things. It's like that verse is basically saying like, even though 
like my whole life comes to ruin. Like even though everything sucks, I'm still going to choose joy in the Lord. That's just really, really cool. Hey, Dalton, I got a question for you. Yo. Are you a dragon? Because you're spitting fire right now. Spitting fire, Ooh. dog. Ooh, I like that, dog. Nah, dude, the, whole, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's just speaking through you, dude. But no, trusting Jesus during the storms or praising Jesus during the storms in our life, honestly, that, for me at least, I'll see if this is the same for y'all, but I feel so much closer with God whenever I go through those periods of just like just those negative periods in my life. And I just have to lean on the Lord. And I, I have those times where I'm just like, God, like pour my heart out. Like, God, I, what's going on right now is exhausting. And I'm, it's, things are not going my way. I don't know what to do. My relationship with God, I feel like would not be as close as it is without those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because those are the times whenever you count on him the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as he gets you through those struggles, the relationship grows. Are there any times in y'all's life that y'all would like to talk about where Jesus was just with you through a storm in your life, through a specific storm in y'all's lives? Um, just in case you didn't know, you, you probably did, but the audience members, if you didn't know, I suffer with epilepsy. And a few years back, I was put on these seizure medicine, seizure pills or whatever, and they just caused terrible depression, terrible suicidal thoughts, and it was just awful. But in the middle of that, God just showed up, and I got new, I got new medicine, and it just, I was just set free from that. That was a terrible time in my life, I'm, and I'm glad that it was just side effects from pills and it wasn't real you know and then um another time is in 2019 i was at a church bonfire lol and i got burned from a bonfire there how are you playing in the fire what happened um let's just say gasoline and fire does not mix well um, oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's no, I did not pour gasoline in there. Somebody else, like it was. A oh, big I was like, okay. No, it, there, it was a big brush pile we were trying to burn, and it had rained the previous day, so it was all wet. And we were using lighter fluid. It was burning through all the lighter fluid, and then it would just go out. So someone had the bright idea of pouring gasoline on it, and I didn't know that. So I lit all the matches at the same time, and I threw it in there, and it exploded in my face. And I got second degree second degree burns all over my legs, arms, and face. And oh I was in the gosh. hospital. I was in the hospital for a week in in the burn unit. And I got out, and for a week, I I um I had dressings on, like you know wraps and stuff with a special kind of cream that makes it heal um, faster. And then the next week, I go up for my follow up appointment with the dermatologist, and. She says, wow, you're he- you're ahead of schedule. You don't have to wear these dressings anymore. Normally, it takes about three more weeks for these to come off. So I, I was healed a lot faster than um, what I should have been. Wow. And I, was able, I was able to go to Boy Scout camp the next week. So that, that was great. And you weren't expecting to go to the Boy Scout camp the next week, were you? You were nope. expecting just to keep on you know, recovering from the burns. Yeah. 
Was that something that you were like relying on God at that time? Or did he just surprise you with that blessing? Oh, I, oh, I had to rely on God at that time because I was, I was going crazy. I was in the hospital for a week. That, that was terrible. Mm. Not only was it boring, but when they, uh, when, when they had to debride my burns, which is like taking this metal scraper and just scraping all the dead skin off every day. Oh, I've was, seen videos of that. God, that hurts the, me. That was the yeah. worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Mm. And yeah, I had to depend on God at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people around me, too. Oh, dude, that sounds painful. Yeah. Th- those were the two roughest times in my life, uh, spiritually and physically. Hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? Did any of y'all have any times in y'all's lives where God showed up during a hard, difficult time? I think I think uh, last year was a pretty hard year for me uh, spiritually. Um, I went through a loss of a leader, and um, I don't think I really like showed off my emotions to y'all, but I was in a lot of confusion. I was a lot. I was in a lot of sadness and like worry. And uh, I was really relying on the Lord because I live seven hours away from everyone I know. And um, seeing that the person I was always around wasn't the person that they were really changed my perception on why I was here. Oh, I was here in uh, Corpus. And so I was really like relying on God and one of my mentors now has been uh, showing me like what God has been doing in my life since then. And it's really, it's really cool to see how God has blessed me here. That's Gabe. awesome, dude. Gabe, let's hear your story, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's so um, I was diagnosed with something called a cavernoma. So what that does is basically like it, it screws up your brain in a sort of yeah and i mean i didn't like know at the time like what was going on but i just like saw the people around me saw my mom crying i i felt i felt pain like inside of me but as an eight-year-old like you don't know what's going on like you think this this is normal but as the years went on, like, my mom started, like, telling me stuff and, like, how the surgery went because I had surgery for it. Like, they basically, like, cut open my, my school and, like, had to take out the cavernoma. And as the years went on, uh, my mom, like, told me that she – there there was, like, a slight chance that I wouldn't be able to make it. Or that something else would be screwed up because it's it's the brain, like it controls everything in your body. So anything could have could happen in that surgery. But while I was having that surgery, my mom had a vision of just like the doctors like doing surgery on me and then Jesus holding on to the neurologist's shoulders and I I just thought that that was just so amazing because I mean 
again, like a lot of stuff could have went wrong, could have went wrong, mm-hmm. could have been wrong. Like I could have ended up, I could have ended up blind um, or like just died. Mm-hmm. But because it was like deep in my brain, but somehow, some way, the Jesus way, I ended up here. And now I'm talking to y'all in a podcast about God. Dude, praise <laughs> God, man. I never amazing. knew that about you, Gabe. What yeah. the heck? It's pretty amazing. Like, mm-hmm. he was there when I needed him most. Yeah, yeah. He was a healer then. He's a healer now. He's the That's same right. Guy. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And I have a couple song lyrics that I'll read. Um one is from uh, Christ Be Magnified by Cody Carnes. We sang that all the time at camp. I kind of fell in love with that song. Mm-hmm. But it's just one part of that song. It's in the bridge. It's, I won't bow to aisles. I'll stand strong and worship you. And when it puts me in the fire, I'll rejoice because you're there too. The next lyric I have is from a song called Determination by Four Today, which is a Christian metalcore band. It's, the pain is the price you pay to be stronger tomorrow than you are today. Mm. Mm. that's really good that's wonderful wonderful. and you know what you know what speaking of song lyrics real quick my grandpa wrote a song some listeners actually might know it it was sang on american idol it touched a lot of lives and it's exactly about what we're talking about it's called the anchor holds and it says the anchor holds though the ship is battered the anchor holds though the sails are torn i have fallen on my knees as I faced the raging seas, the anchor holds in spite of the storm. I have been young, but I'm older now. And there has been beauty these eyes have seen, but it was in the night through the storms of my life. Oh, that's where God proved his love for me. So it's basically saying that God holds you steady while there's a storm going around you. And oh my gosh, that's actually, dude, why haven't I thought to talk about this? Oh, the story behind the anchor holds is, is insane. My grandpa was going through such a tough storm before he wrote the anchor holds. He was going through, and I'm paraphrasing like crazy, but basically, I mean, he was going through one of those years where just everything was going wrong. Like he had his third miscarriage with his wife, my mima. His he he just had to he just went through his dad dying. Um, his the church that he started had a lot of division and ended up falling apart and that's a tragic story once you get down to hearing it from him but he had no intention of writing a big popular song he was just in a very sad state he was just in a very depressed storm and he relied on the lord and he was actually writing he was just kind of playing the piano and singing as a way to way to for like kind of like therapy and all of a sudden, you know, this song just starts coming. He's just, the anchor holds. And he had a friend named Ray Bolts, who was a big name at the time. And Ray Bolts heard the song. He's like, I got something I'm working on. And Ray Bolts heard, he's like, you got to let me record this. And he's like, it's a really long song. It's like 12 minutes, but do what you can with it. Ray Bolts shortened it. And that song was number one on the Christian charts for a few months, got him a gold record. And my grandpa got so many emails from all around the world 
and just messages throughout the years where that song has really touched people's lives. And that's just one of those things is that my grandpa has such a great relationship with God and he has his whole life. But if God didn't put him through that storm, then that song would not have been made. And that song, it had a lot of good at the end of that storm. Amen. Amen. So it's weird. Like, you know, I keep forgetting that your, your grandpa is like a super big famous guy. Well, I like to call him borderline famous, but yes, <laughs> he has had some very interesting success. And thank you all so much for sharing your stories. And before yeah. we cut this off, um, I have one thing to announce. It's true. Um, for people who, if this is the first episode watching, uh, I just ask uh, three Bible questions and then they have to give their best answer. And so, yeah. So the first question for trivia time goes what day did jesus rise from the dead sunday a third day b second day or c sunday i already answered mm. it was it was third day all right all right he so rose on the third day no cross down third day okay it doesn't it sunday. doesn't say the day of the week i think it says the day of the week <laughs> Maybe it does say the day of the week. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It, well, it does because it was the week of Passover, which falls. Yeah. On, um, and I think I think that was on a Friday that he died, and then Sunday was the day he rose. That's why we celebrated on that day. I think. Yeah, we I think I did hear that. So it's yeah. the same. Week Dis- disregard Passover. the silly thing I just said. We're all silly. We're all silly. <laughs> Second question. What is the shortest book in the Bible? A, Psalms, B, James, or C, 2 John? I don't think it's either of those. I think it's something that starts with an O. O? Are y'all sure? Because I... No, I, th- I really do think it is. Yeah, I think it started with an O. Obadiah. It's Obadiah. No. You're no. wrong. Dude, it's literally... It's yes, it is. It's not. It's 2 John. Second John. It's Ob- Obadiah is like half a page. Wait. <laughs> so this, this, okay, this. Marcus. All right. So I looked it up. There's like five different answers. Um, the first. No, but but most first of the third. websites say Second John. I'm gonna fight y'all. No, I'm with you, Obadiah. Are you sure? Because Obadiah is 440 words. All right, so I think the answer for that one is up for debate. <laughs> it's Second John. <laughs> All right. I guess it depends on which scroll you read it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last question I think is the easiest one for y'all. <coughs> what should we have our identity in? A. Relationships. B. Jesus Christ. Or C. Star Wars. It's actually A and B, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Ooh. Ooh. Snap. I agree, but Star Wars has a place in your heart. He says Star Wars has a place in your heart. Amen. Star Wars has a place in my heart. Uh, I'm pretty excited for Mandalorian, but I'm even more excited to uh, share the word and have a personal and intimate relationship with God. For trivia time, you know, even though... Some of it was up to the bait. We at least got no, one it's Obadiah. Right. We at least Second got John. one impression right. And that's what we should have our identity in. So 
yeah, dude. Thank you so much, Tyler, for you know just being in this podcast with us. Uh, would you like to share a Bible verse for us? I will share a Bible verse for for, for everybody beforehand. I, I just wanna I just wanna say this because I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but if if you can't go and spread the gospel now in the country that we live in, you're not going to be able to do it when things get rough. Ooh. Yep. If not now, Ooh. then when? If not now, then when? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. I have that at my bedroom door every time I leave. So it's so good. That's yes, so good. That's Jesus wants us to basically go out and tell other people about him. We're supposed to spread the word. That's great, man. Amazing, Tyler. All right. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for being on the podcast and taking the time to talk with us about Jesus. And everyone listening, we have seven other episodes out. So after this, feel free just to binge listen to all of them. All right. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a great week. God bless.